Today's episode is brought to you by PodcastLeadGeneration.com. Learn how podcasting can help your business today. Hey everyone, today I'm going to be talking about why you should fail. Be back after the intro. Ready to take your business to the next level? Do you want to get your message out so that you can help even more people? Well then, world changer, welcome home. My name is Cliff Dubinois, and I'm using podcasting to build a seven-figure empire, and this podcast will document my journey. Along the way, I'll interview the best and brightest marketing minds to get their advice and strategies, which I will test, and I'll report back to you on what is working. Welcome to the Wake Up World Changer podcast. Hey there, World Changers, Cliff here. So I want to tell you, so this is actually very interesting. I was on Facebook the other day and uh, there's a real estate conference coming up that talks about failing. And I looked at that and I'm thinking to myself, I don't envision very many people going to a conference around failing, right? And and I, and I get, you know, I actually, I know the person who's putting on the conference. Uh, he's, he's a good buddy of mine. And, and, and I do kind of understand what it is that he's doing or, you know, he, first off, he's trying. So kudos to him for trying something new, something different. Because usually you see, oh, you know, here, here's how you can make a million dollars or here's how you can get all these clients or here's how you do this or do that. But he's actually talking about failing. And what was interesting is... Uh, it was a, maybe like a couple days later, uh, I was going through my emails and of course I'm on email distribution for Tony Robbins. And there was an interview in there where he was talking about uh, women in business and he brought up his interview with Sarah Blakely. Now, if you don't know who Sarah Blakely is, she is the founder of uh, Spanx and she started off with $5,000 in savings and has become the uh, the youngest female billionaire uh, ever at the age of uh, 41. And I did not know this before, but apparently she has since, you know, she sold Spanx, which I guess is why she's got so much money. Uh, but anyway, just, you know, just an incredible person. And, and every time I, I listen to her talk, she feels like so down to earth, right? Like I could actually like sit and have a cup of coffee with her and just uh, pick her brain. And uh, I'll admit, got a little little bit of a crush on her. Uh, you know, if she ever gets single, look me up, Sarah. But anyways, uh, so I, I, her story to me is just really inspiring all the way around. And uh, just to kind of give you a brief synopsis of the um, of the interview that she had with Tony Robbins, is she made it a point to talk about failing. Right, because a lot of people will sit there and say, "Oh, well, what do you think are your keys to success?" And you know, what are your three shortcuts to success? And how can we be successful? But she spent probably of the hour-long interview with Tony Robbins, she probably spent a good fifteen minutes, maybe even twenty, talking about failing and what failing means to her. And of course, you know, for a lot of people that are out there, right, failing is a bad thing. And we have talked about this CTFAR thing where you know an incident will happen. Uh, maybe you didn't get the client, that's just a circumstance. And it's, of course, it's a thought that you attach to it, right? So a lot of people think, oop, I didn't get the client. Uh, I failed because you know, I, I, I'm, I'm bad, I, I suck. And you know, then their feelings start you know, getting sad, depressed, whatever. Uh, but anyways, you know, nobody, you know, nobody really looks forward to failing, right? Because you know, we would all love to have that success. And, and what I found interesting about Sarah's story was that she was sharing about how when she was growing up, uh, every couple of weeks, 
her dad would ask her, so what did you fail at this week? <laughs> and, you know, I, I hear that. And of course, I'm taken aback because we're, we're in such a culture right now where, you know, we've got to pay attention to our words, right? And the words that we're saying and the negative self-talk and everything else. But, you know, truth be told, you know, I, I'm, I've always been a big believer in calling a spade a spade, right? And, you know, if you don't succeed at something, you, you failed at it by default. But it's what we think of it. You know, it's our feelings around it. It's what we do with it uh, that determines, you know, how that, how that failure is, is, going to, is going to define us. You know, are we going to improve from it? Are we going to learn from it? You know, are we going to get excited about uh, the next opportunity? Or are we going to get sad, depressed, and want to drink our sorrows away at the bottom of a vodka bottle, right? So she would say that, you know, her, her dad would ask her, her and her brother, like every couple of weeks, you know, what, what did you fail at? And for her, it was, you know, more along the lines of she actually felt like she needed to try out for new things. So that way she could actually tell her dad, yeah, I failed at this or I failed at that. So she might say, well, you know, I failed at cheer. You know, I tried out for the cheerleading team and I didn't make the team. And her dad actually would be excited, like way to go, you know. And and I think that and this was something she did not clarify, but I'm I'm going to step on a limb here. I don't think he was necessarily celebrating the fact that she failed, right? I think he's celebrating the fact that she tried, right? Whether she succeeded or whether she failed, that to him wasn't nearly as important as her trying something new, right? Her going out of her comfort zone and trying something uh, different. Because really at the end of the day, if we go out and we try something, try something new, we stand a really good chance of failing at it, but we also stand a real good chance of being successful at it, right? We could, we could nail it on the first try. It happens. More often than not, and this is kind of like what it works for me anyways, is that I have to go out there and do iteration after iteration before I finally hit success, right? And I think that was, uh, it was Winston Churchill that said that, that courage is going from one disaster to another with, with equal enthusiasm, right? And so, you know, with that being said, just the whole thought around failing, because I know that there's a real big emphasis on, you know, oh, you got to win and you got to be a winner and you've always got to be successful and you always got to do this. And there's such a stigma about the fear of failure that people don't even want to try, you know, anything new, you know, and when that, that pressure is on and when we see all these people and they're, they're being super successful and of course we would like to imitate their success. I mean, who wouldn't like to have the money that Mark Cuban has or, you know, Elon Musk or whatever it is. But you know what? Every single one of those guys tried and fail, right? And you, all you have to do is go into YouTube. And if you just type in, you know, fail my way to success, you'll see so many people that are, you know, quote unquote successful by, you know, like monetary standards, right? That, you know, when that message comes out, like I had to fail to succeed or I had to fail my way to success, meaning you have to try, you have to try, you have to try. Right? You try, you fail, you try again. You fail again, try again. Only this time, fail better. And I know I talked about this uh, in a previous episode where I talked about this in a Facebook group about failing your way to success. And people are like, oh no, I don't want to have anything to do with it. And I guarantee you that these are the same people that are going to be in the same spot that they were a year ago or two years ago. Right? Because that fear of failure is going to hold them back. And now for Sarah, because she was so used to failing, this actually served her well 
you know, and, and you think about like for her career path. So she got into door to door sales and door to door sales is tough. You know, she was selling fax machines at the time, but I mean, it was crazy that she would knock on a thousand doors before finally somebody would say yes, but she had to go through a thousand no's before she finally found that one yes. And she did this all the time, you know, for over a period of like seven years, like most of the people would rotate out of her office, but she was crazy enough and she actually stuck it out seven years, right? And then when she finally got her idea for her first product for Spanx, she, she had to go and knock on hundreds of doors for manufacturers because nobody wanted to make her product. Because it was there were every single manufacturer of women's clothing was run by men and they didn't get it, you know. And finally, one guy said, Yes, I'll take a chance on you and your product. Just because he had three daughters, he talked to them over dinner and they all said, Dad, you need to do this. That's the only reason why. If he didn't have daughters, he would have told her no to and never gave her a second thought, right? So she had to go through hundreds of manufacturers to find it. And then she had to find a store to carry it. And the only store that she was able to find was Neiman Marcus. And that's because the buyer for the store was also a female. And even she didn't get it at first until Sarah took her in the bathroom and said, you know, look at my butt. And then went into a stall, put her product on, came back out and said, now look at my butt. And the woman goes, I'll take it in 50 stores. But even then it wasn't done, right? Because then what Sarah would do is she would literally drive to all the stores, talk to all the people, talk to all the salespeople because she knew her product was probably going to be stuck in the back corner, right? So she's going out there talking to all these people. Of course, they didn't get it. And she was giving away product for free so they would get it. You know, go home and try this on. The next time you have an event, you know, put this on and see what it does for you. And women were like, once they wore it, they got it, right? But she had to go through all this, like running through all these stores. And as Neiman Marcus wanted more and her product was appearing in more stores, she was literally flying around the country, spending all day, every day inside of these stores, just trying to teach people and educate people. And she was like, literally like a salesperson working for free in these stores, you know, again and again and again. And, and she actually said in the interview, a good day for me was selling 50 pairs of Spanx. Right. And all that work that she did to sell just 50 small items, you know, to have that expand out to a billion dollar empire. That's awesome. That's absolutely awesome. You know, so for her, it's it's you know, it's uh, some people could say, well, it's a tenacity. It's, you know, it's courage. It's, you know, not giving up. It's this da 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 da. But really, at the end of the day, and I think that my definition of failure has changed. Right. Just because you fail doesn't make you a failure. Really, the only failure that you'll experience in life is when you don't even try because you think that you will fail. That, to me, is a failure. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time I got for today. I will catch you in tomorrow's episode. Cheers. Hey, everyone. Before you go, if you're wondering how you can use podcasting for your business, then visit podcastleadgeneration.com and get the framework that showcases three ways to generate more leads for your business using podcasting. Once again, that's podcastleadgeneration.com. Make it a great day.